welcome to the Travel Agent Interview. I am your host, Megan Chapa, and I am privileged today to have Margie Jordan on the program with me. Welcome, Margie. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Margie, um, you have some charities that you would like to talk about that are near and dear to you. Would you like to take a moment to kick off our program talking about them? Yes, I would. So my first charity is Charity Water. And I have been donating a portion of my proceeds from my agency to this charity for quite some time. Mm-hmm. We've done a few fundraisers as well. But Charity Water is dedicated to making sure that small communities in Africa and Asia have clean drinking water. And we thought that was a worthy cause. Yeah, it is. It yes. is. Yeah. Our, I, second, go ahead. Um, our second charity is Acts for Rwanda, and that's a newer one for us. Um, I particularly love Africa and wanted to do more. I feel like it's important to give back. So we have a um, a kid in Rwanda that we sponsor and that um, we pay for every month, and he gets a great education and meals, and it's just a fantastic feeling. We get letters from time to time, and it just warms my heart when he writes. <laughs> So something similar to like a world vision, but specifically for the country of Rwanda. Yes, yes. We get pictures and letters and updates on things that are going on there. It's just a, a fantastic organization. Do you know the website? Um, I think it's org. Okay, I will look for it and I will put it in the show notes because very worthy charity. And if people want to get to it, we'll make sure that they know how to do it. Awesome. All right, Margie, will you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the travel industry? Sure. Well, I actually live in Florida, and I'm from the Midwest, if you can believe that. Um, Missouri girl, born and raised. What? Where in Missouri? Kansas City. (laughs) Oh, man, I spent some time in good old Knob Noster. Is that right? That's true. My daughter was born in Warrensburg. (laughs) I tell you, um... Growing up in Missouri was definitely different than growing up in Florida. I think I just got tired of the snow and um, moved over here to Florida, and I've been here ever since. It, it really feels like home to me now. I've been here since the, the late 90s, and um, I love every place in Florida. There's no place I, I don't like. So up and down the state, anytime I'm in the state, it's home to me. So I, I absolutely love it. But the travel industry, man, um, you know, I started my career as an accountant, and um, got bored with that. You know, I still love numbers, but it just wasn't enough variety in my day to day. Went from that to um, working for what I say is Jesse James. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I worked for Jesse James Historic Sites and for a little while and kind of messed around in the retail industry and did some creative work for them. And that's kind of where I moved into a creative design capacity. So I was designing all sorts of print materials for a very, very long time, managed to staff in that industry. Mm-hmm. But, you know, until you find that thing you're passionate about, just nothing feels right. Yep. And it, it wasn't, you know, until I took a cruise. Now, a cruise isn't a big deal, but it was a big deal to me because I had traveled across the U.S. pretty extensively. And this was my first opportunity to get outside of the U.S. And it was a love affair from that moment on. I, I knew what my passion was and I made the, the um, transfer into the travel industry and I've never looked back. Now, what part, you have a travel agency. What is the name of the travel agency? Travel agency is Jordan Executive Travel. Okay, and you guys 
What do you guys specialize in? Well, we do fun stuff. Well, mm. all travel agents do, but right. we, sell, <laughs> we sell international travel to exotic destinations. So mm. usually custom itineraries to pretty cool places like Dubai and Thailand. Um, we do China. We also do a lot of South Africa, um, a lot of Africa altogether. And then we also do Europe. We do a lot of Italy as well, but we look for custom itineraries or clients who want something you can't Google. They want an experience that is not necessarily part of, you know, a massive group going somewhere. They want to have an amazing intimate experience in that country. We like to tell people that our, what our philosophy actually is that we believe Every destination has a heartbeat, mm-hmm. and we're here to help you find it. Okay, tell us about Dubai. Who is the client that wants to go to Dubai, and what would they do there? So Dubai is interesting, and it's gotten a lot of um, movement in terms of people traveling to Dubai for various reasons. Mm-hmm. A lot of people want to go over because Dubai has all the biggest and the best, you know, the tallest building in the world, the biggest mall in the world. They have all the biggest and the best. And the so shopping people, and the spa yeah. culture. And the shopping is crazy amazing. I will say that. However, there's so much more to Dubai than just that. So, for instance, there is one mosque that you can go in in Dubai, Mm -hmm. and they do allow guests to come in. Most of them will not allow you in if you're not Muslim, but there is one mosque that will. And they allow you to come in. You have to cover your head. If you don't have something to cover your head, they'll give it to you. And it's an exchange. You sit down and you have questions and answers. What what are all your questions? Anything you've ever wondered? Why do you believe this? Why do you practice this? It's an opportunity for you to get acquainted with a different lifestyle, a different religion, and kind of how things run in Dubai. It's a very amazing experience if you've ever had any questions about Islam at all. So we like to send our clients there on the first day just to kind of get the lay of the land and kind of get an understanding of, you know, the, the, the country and the religion that is practiced there. So we start there. But there's so many other things to Dubai besides the biggest and the best. In fact, we try to get clients outside of Dubai a little bit. Mm-hmm. Send them to Abu Dhabi, which is an amazing place. Actually, Abu Dhabi reminds me a little bit of um, New York. Yeah. The hustle and bustle and some of the streets when you go down them, they just remind me a little bit of New York, how it's such a walkable place and you can, you know, catch a place to eat or a place to shop. So it reminds me a little bit of that, but there's so much beautiful architecture there, so many amazing experiences, but we'll go beyond Dubai. We'll go to Sharjah and Fujairah and kind of give you a bit more of an authentic experience. Um, we've actually been and sent clients to a mall there where you're likely to be the only Westerner there. <laughs> oh. oh, gosh. That's an experience. <laughs> it really is. But, you know, it's not intimidating at all. Um, we, you know, we prepare our clients in terms of dress and style and things you need to know. Mm-hmm. So you're not standing out. You're not awkward. It doesn't require you to cover up and just show just your eyes or any of that. Um, but it's a very great experience. I had an amazing shopping experience there. <laughs> Would you buy? <laughs> I bought a, I actually bought a handbag, if you can believe it. <laughs> I do believe it. I'd buy two. 
<laughs> yeah, but it's it, the experiences when you get outside of the U.S. are different. Um, we like to sometimes combine Dubai with India, and mm-hmm. it's a lot of culture to take in in one trip. It really is because you're going from Islam to Hindu, and there's differences in the cultures, but ultimately people are people, and they all want the same things. Everybody wants a good life and to live well and, you know, to, to have health. So everybody generally wants the same, but once you get to these these really different locations and you can experience a little bit of the culture i'm telling you it's life-changing it's life-changing india was one of my absolute favorites one of my favorites how do people handle because dubai and you know that region's not it's not super populated but then you get to india and it's really populated how do you prepare people to transition Well, I tell them with India, you're going to love it or hate it. And and here's why the two are really good together, because the population of Dubai is almost 50 percent Indian. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The working. Yeah. okay. Yeah. So you're going to have a lot of experience with India in Dubai. By the time you get to India, it is a bit of a culture shock because you come from this place that's, you know, all glitz and glam and looks like it just reeks of, of wealth. Um, and then you go to India, which is a bit the opposite. Um, I, I tell my clients, you're going to either love or hate India. There's no in-between. You're going to love it or hate it. You're going to be thrown in the midst of complete chaos from honking horns to rickshaws <sighs> and tuk-tuks and animals and people everywhere. Crossing the street is like a game of Frogger. <sighs> you a little ways and then cross over and then walk a little ways and cross over and you just hope and pray you don't walk into anything that could, you know, be startling to you because it's a lot of sights, sounds and smells. And I'll be honest, some of the smells when you go through like um, some of the spice markets and all, um, the smells are very overwhelming. I mean, there, <laughs> there was at one point I was walking through, I thought, my gosh, they're so fragrant. I'm going to have to walk out for a minute because you just don't get sense that strong here in the U.S. Yes. But in India, it is absolutely amazing. And, you know, I think the first time I saw Old Delhi, I was in a little bit of shock. Yeah. I'll admit, it was in a little bit of shock. I looked out and I thought, what in the world have I done? <laughs> and by the time I got down there and I walked around, um, I felt a bit more comfortable. We left Odelli and when we left Odelli, I missed it. I missed all that chaos and that hustle and bustle. And I just, it was odd. I just kind of wanted to get back to Odelli. But soaking up all of that culture um, and all of that that experience at one time is pretty overwhelming. But if you want a cultural experience, India will immerse you in it from the moment you get to Odelli. It will immerse you. What is your recommended itinerary for someone traveling in India? So we try to start people out in the Golden Triangle. That's kind of your intro um, to India. It's to start out in the Golden Triangle. So you will see Old Delhi and you'll have some experiences there. Check out the markets and, you know, have some great meals in Old Delhi. Now, of course, um, you can't go to India without seeing the Taj Mahal. Oh, yes. You've got to take the trip over to Agra and you just have to see the Taj Mahal. So, you know, my first experience with the Taj Mahal was kind of interesting because 
I'm expecting, you know, to see this magnificent structure and it is magnificent, but you have to see, understand it from the mind of somebody who's a graphic artist, who's, you know, used countless pictures of the Taj Mahal in marketing. Yep. So I, I'm standing there and I see it off in the distance and I just kind of stood there and I was a little disappointed initially. <laughs> I, it looks just like the picture. It just didn't overwhelm me. So I took the trek up to the Taj Mahal itself and you get up there and that platform is all marble. You can't walk on it with your shoes. It's all marble. And as the closer you get, as the sun starts rising, because we like to do the sunrise yes. um, views of it. But as the sun is rising and you can see the sun reflecting off of the jewels and the inlaid gold and the marble, and it is just spectacular. The closer I got, I think the more in awe I was. I literally like walked around the Taj Mahal, just kind of ran my hand across the marble, just walking around, you know, remembering the story of why it was built in the first place. And gosh, it was the, the most amazing experience I could have ever had in my life. So yeah, it was everything I thought it would be. But you get that whole experience there with the Taj Mahal. And then we go off to Jaipur um, and give you the same kind of thing. It's not the Taj Mahal there, but Jaipur is is got a lot of great history and a lot of great things to see and do amazing food there. And depending on the client, we might also send you off to a village. A village experience in India is dramatically different. The one we prefer or that we use often is Suwarda. And Suwarda is just a small village, um, and it has like a bed and breakfast that we have our guests stay in. It's the only one in the village, the only one. And it's the only building with running water. So That sounds good to me. <laughs> most clients do want some running water, <laughs> want a few conveniences. But it's an amazing experience to just be in the village. The kids are there. The people are there. The elders are there. There's livestock there. Um, lots of nice experiences to be had in that village. And it just takes you back a little bit to, to wonder, you know, the, how simplistic life really is there. When we get back to our day, you know, it's hustle, bustle, and internet, and work, and cars, and all of these things. And none of that is there. None of that. So you have this amazing, um, you know, village experience in India and you get really familiar with the culture. So when we do these international trips, we look for experiences like this. We look for opportunities to just kind of change your life and change your ideas about things and how you how you view different cultures. Let's talk yeah. about um, our next question, which is a great success story, a funny story. Or a situation that possibly went wrong, but you were able to rope it back in and turn it around for your clients. So I have a success story. And this one is, is just very near and dear to me. Mm-hmm. So um, a couple of years back, I got a call from um, prospective clients that wanted to go to Sandals Resort. Mm-hmm. They saw a video interview I had done with um, a Sandals person and talking a little bit about the resorts and they called and wanted my help in going there. Now this couple was very, very special because they're visually impaired. Oh, so they wanted to go. And my first thought was, okay, I need to see if this is even doable. So jumped on the phone, sent a couple emails and reached out to Sandals resort and Sandals said we'd be okay with it as long as they had a butler. And I said, great, let's try it. 
So we ended up booking them into Sandals Resort, and it was quite the production the first time because I don't think Sandals has had visually impaired clients too often. So this was an experiment for them as well as for yeah. us. I was going to say, My- now they advertise it. I mean, they're and they do. They do a great job, but it sounds like you taught them. Yeah. Go ahead. It was interesting because um, I had never booked clients who were visually impaired that were traveling alone and they were traveling alone. So my nerves were on edge. They weren't at all. These were amazing people. Now, mind you, I was the only one nervous. They weren't nervous at all. They were very self-sufficient. They had sent me videos where they were walking to the store. They post on Facebook. They were out canoeing. And I'm just like, I just am shocked. (laughs) And I was so delighted that they had no concerns. But you know, as their travel agent, I still had concerns. I wanted to make sure this went off beautifully for them. So there was a lot of coordination between myself and Sandals and their butler. Um, Long story short, they had a fantastic time. And I'll tell you, um, the wife, there's a husband and wife, and they were celebrating an anniversary. Betty is the wife. And I tell you, when she came back, she almost made me cry. She had, we had moments like this because she's not been blind from birth, birth, but she lost her vision when she was a kid after a surgery. And, um, she said to me that her mom told her that she would see like fireworks again. She remembered seeing them as a kid, but she hadn't seen them since. And when we sent them to Jamaica to Sandals, um, it was their Independence Day. So the resort had like a little fireworks display and a little parade and that sort of thing going on. And Betty came back and she said, Margie, the fireworks were so bright. I could actually tell whether they were straight or squiggly or what they were. And she about had me in tears. You have I'm me like, in tears it. right now. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, stop it. You know, we have successfully sent them to Sandals. They've been going every single year for the last three years. One year they went twice. And um, they've had the same butler every time. On my last trip to Sandals, I got to meet him and just thanked him and told him, you know, I really appreciate you taking such great care of these two. They love him. They've developed a great friendship with him and with all the people at Sandals Resort. So for me, that was like wonderful. That was probably one of the best things, the best experiences I've had with booking travel since the agency started. Yeah, that's a really refreshing story. Thanks for telling that. I'm going to wipe my eyes a little bit. (laughs) All right. Well, would you like to tell us about a best or most memorable meal? We like to talk about food on the show, and by we, because it's only me, I like, <laughs> let's talk about food. Well, I can tell you, um, I will say my most interesting experiences were in India. Right. Now, my first trip there was, you know, just like everybody else's first trip there. You're concerned. You don't want to eat something and get ill. You know, we've all heard the stories. Now, I will say... Nobody we've sent has ever gotten sick. Yay. And I did not get sick, but we took some risks. We did. <laughs> and, um, we had a local guide and Rajas, he was from Rajasthan. We had a local guide when we were in Odelli and we were walking around and he said, we're going to get some samosas. And I'm like, Oh, all right. <laughs> we come up to this little shop and it's everything you think India was, you know, the streets are not necessarily clean. Nothing looked spotless or anything like that. And there was a guy sitting outside 
and he was peeling potatoes on the ground. And I just kind of stopped and I looked, I'm like, um, we're going to eat here. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) Like, yep, pretty sure. It was probably one of the best things. It was just like street food. It was probably one of the best things. It was street food, off the street potato food. Yes, it was. We had numerous experiences like this. We got chai tea um, from a guy who was really just down like an alley on the street. And I kind of panicked a little bit. He'd been sitting out there for a while, and it's like in the upper 90s, you know, close Mm -hmm. to 100s. He'd been sitting out there for a minute and he pulls out a thing of milk and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but he heated that milk to a boil and it boiled for probably 10 minutes and it was so hot I could barely drink it, but it was the best chai tea I had had anywhere in India. We went to restaurants and other places and the chai tea did not match his. Yeah. Excellent, excellent stuff. But India sort of threw me for a loop. Um, the vegetarian meals were awesome. Um, I figured out that butter chicken was my favorite. <laughs> and a lot of things were extremely hot, so I had to ask about the level of heat. But, yeah, Indian food was amazing, amazing. Yeah, I love <laughs> Indian food. And, you know, African food tends to have some similar spices. And I I spent some time in Africa in college, and I would eat the street food. I did get sick on a number of occasions, but it did, it did not stop me from eating it again because, yeah, this just the the street food that is so, the flavors are so good, and the, you know, school cafeteria food is cafeteria food whether you're in Africa or Pennsylvania. So, have you ever you had like mava pudding in in South Africa? No, I was in Kenya and Uganda, so okay. I haven't, but. Doesn't mean I won't. The mava pudding is like to die for, you know, okay, so I've been to South Africa a couple times, but one time it was for a a trade show and we had all of the um, provinces there represented. They came out and they had like tables of food Mm. and one had like worms. (laughs) Maybe not. Mm. (laughs) I did eat termites. (laughs) You've done termites? I did termites. (laughs) <laughs> and I think it was alive, but uh yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you need to try mava pudding in South Africa. It is like the most moist little piece of cake you've ever had in your life, but you drown it in a bowl full of this vanilla sort of creamy sauce. And my gosh, if you just say mava pudding, I'm headed that direction. <laughs> you've convinced me. I will try it. If my daughter doesn't get to it first or my husband, vanilla is kind of their thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Margie, (laughs) I think that's the end of our formal interview. Is there anything that you want to include about the podcast or about the things that your agency offers that might not have been included in the formal questions? Yes. So if you're looking for a trip that is out of the ordinary, Something that gives you access and culture and just kind of immerses you in an experience, then you need to give us a call. We love India. We love Africa. We absolutely adore the UAE as a whole, not just Dubai, but the Mm -hmm. UAE, Oman, Thailand, lots of places in Asia. We do a lot of Italy. We get lots of requests for private tours in Italy. Um, we do some 
opportunities to see the Sistine Chapel, you know, after hours and things of that nature. So if you're looking for a vacation or a travel experience that's just not your typical vacation, then we'd love to talk to you about that. Okay, great. And we will put your contact information and your website in the show notes. Now, the last part of the podcast is still a little experimental, and you do not have to participate if you don't want to. But this is the opportunity for you to turn the conversation the other way and ask me a random question if you would like to. doesn't have to be travel-related, but it could be. Oh, Megan. So I have a question for you. Oh, oh yeah? <laughs> don't you want to do that, you know? So my question for you is, Tell me, what's the place that you've been that you were so excited to go, but wasn't as exciting as you thought it was when you got there? Oh, my gosh. This is a homeland answer, and <laughs> I'm going to get strung up for this. It, it was the Alamo. I thought it was going to be bigger. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> yeah, but I've been back multiple times. I really love the history, but I, you know, I don't know. It's like... It's like one of these, it's a, it's a, it's a fighter pilot story, right? It's the, this is where it came from, like this standoff, this big right. larger than life type experience. And then it, you know, it's not, it's not that big, but, um, it, which also I have to say that now knowing that and, and knowing some military history, you have to say that, you know, against the odds in this small thing, it was a, it, it is a good story. It, it, the size makes the impact of the story and the history. More significant, I think, but it was Yalmo. I thought it was going to be bigger, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> I hope to have Texas residency someday, so nobody be too mad about the Alamo because I love Texas, Texas forever, and all of that. So there you go. <laughs> Good luck with that one, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast this week. Uh, we hope here at the Travel Agent Interview to be kind of the travel connection between travel agents and uh, and and travelers, the travel collaborator, if you will. So if you would like to go to these exotic destinations, please contact Margie Jordan and her travel agency. I am your host, Megan Chapa, of the Travel Agent Interview, saying good night. <laughs>